So we know where we've been, we know where we're coming from, but do we? Babylon is a really interesting concept. Um, looking things up a little bit, uh, we come across Nimrod in the uh, Christian scriptures and the Tower of Babel, or Babel. And Nimrod turns out to have been the uh, grandson of Ham, who was supposed to be uh, one of the sons of Noah. And Ham was the one that did not uh, cover up Abraham, uh, Noah's uh, nakedness and so was cursed while his two other brothers were blessed for walking backwards and putting a blanket over Noah. Because of that, I, I presume, uh, he took off on his own and has always been associated with Egypt and a few other places. But getting back to the Tower of Babel, what is the Tower of Babel about? Because we have to look at where today came from. And so we have in, in Babylon the first civilizations the first civilization to coin money that we know of. Now, what is this thing about money? Well, in the beginning, of course, the people who are the strongest, the cleverest, and would kill you in the middle of the night, ended up living and taking over things. Okay, so we know that those are the people that scheme against each other, and that's why the leadership is constantly changing. But there's something behind this. And behind this is the concept that these people could assign value to other people. So that's what happened. Money became an assignation of value to people. And at a certain level, we became a, a, a debit rather than a credit. And that's the beginning of our beginning. You know, the, the root of all evil is the love of money because it makes you subservient to somebody who's going to evaluate your worth. And that's what we have to break the chains of from the bureaucracy. Babylon and the origins of our slavery. Just another short thank you out to Olelo Public Television on Oahu and My Generation with David J on Kauai, KKCR. And with that, let's take a look at the bizarro world of... Ganjanomics. Well, first the masks. You know, the 70-year-old hippie here wants to remind you that, you know, we used to roll around naked together. Yeah, no mask at all. Think about that. I'll tell you some more fun stuff from the bizarro side. Okay, fans, just a short pause there to find out that I have to be on Wi-Fi to upload. We were talking about, well, first let's take a moment, and I want to thank all of the people who've taken on my podcast, and that's Pocket Casts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Radio Public. So thank you very much for picking up the podcast. So let's uh, take a look at the second half of Babylon and what's going on. And that comes down to the power to tax. 
is the power to destroy. Just like the love of the love of money is the root of all evil, the power to tax is the power to destroy. And so we have the people that have decided how much we're worth taxing us to make sure we're never worth as much as we're worth in their eyes. Plus, they own the coins. Isn't that a weird situation? Yeah, the Federal Reserve doesn't work. So we have to get rid of that, and we have to take our, our monetary system back, but we're going to have to start with credits and not with debits. Otherwise, the world will not trust us in the future, and we have to show the way. So, let's talk about how we're going to do that. Well, in this bizarro world update, we're going to talk about the war on drugs and how much that's cost. That's cost lives and careers and our advancement through time every bit as much as the assassination of John Kennedy. What we have to do is look at the Jones Act. We're going to open up the ports, make lots of money so the tourists can come here and have fun and not spend an arm and a leg and go home, you know, disabled. Now we go back in time and we look at the sales. We look at the ropes. We look at all that kind of stuff. What is it? Hemp. The war on drugs is a war on nature. A war on nature is never right. And why do they do it? They do it so that they can pump pharmaceuticals into you and take care of your problems, you feel badly, we'll give you some Oxycontin. You won't be able to move. Oh, you, you, you have an eating problem? We'll give you something that you'll stop eating. Oh, we can do all kinds. We can irradiate your stomach. We can irradiate your head. But we'll never talk to you about nutrition. As a matter of fact, when this whole COVID thing started, I said to myself, you know, if they spend as much time worrying about the sanitation, why don't they worry about what's in our food? It's hard to find food that is not outright poison. So, back to Babylon. Those people, their first thing in the Bible, Babylon and Babel, is because they said that they would build something, like the Internet, and they would get on top of that and they would tell God what to do. They would speak directly to God one-to-one. -one. And what is Bill Gates and what are the rest of those globalists offering? That they're going to be gods. It is the same thing and the same people. And quite frankly, their money is worthless. It's all debt certificates. I suggest we change that system because just because they got a lot of debt certificates doesn't mean they're bright, doesn't mean they know anything. And we shouldn't be letting them tell us how much we're worth because they won't take care of the earth. They want to destroy us with vaccinations, especially the two pronged ones where you get one and then you get the second one and you're done for life. And the first time I ran into that was with the hepatitis C. Oh, you got to get this to protect everybody. And it's two parts. Well, after the first part, I didn't want to take the second part. And I, I know as a naturopath that when I took the first one, I, I took a lot of butter. I, I protected my brain. And then when I was voiding my body of, of the poisons, I, I had a lot of apple juice and a lot of orange juice. But I never took the second one. So that's, that's it. We should not allow these rich people to tell us anything 
unless you want to go back to a monarchy which we gave up in America long ago when the great George Washington was offered the crown and said, no, we have a republic. As we head into the sunset, or the morning sunrise, depending upon where you are, of course, I'd like to let you know that about the time you get a hold of this podcast, my book is going to be on Amazon. And I'm not asking for you to send me money to run my campaign. I'm asking for your vote there. But I am asking you to go to Amazon and take a look at Band Politically Incorrect. If you buy it, you can share it with all your friends for two weeks. And you know, if we did that, we could, with 52 people, share around the world with everybody. And that would be kind of like steal this ebook. Maybe I haven't been so, what should I call it, uh, exciting, uh, um, inflammatory, but I'm just getting started. Just wait. I'm the most inflammatory kind of person. I want to, I really want to start, oh, uh, well, I shouldn't tell you that. I, we're we're, we're going to start it. We're going to start a worldwide awakening at this Salvation Stomp because we're supposed to be joyous, not huddling in our caves. There's no saber-toothed tigers out there. And if there were, think of the brotherhood and bonding. We'd go out and we'd kill them. We'd, my favorite, actually, I don't know about the rest of you, maybe you're more macho, but I would like to catch them by digging a pit with stakes in, at the bottom there that are pointed. And then you just cover that up and you wait. Otherwise, you might have to engage him in, uh, you know, hand-to-hand combat with a saber-toothed tiger. Not my deal. Have you seen uh, Citizen Four recently? Uh, remember Prism? Uh, Keymaster? Oh, my gosh. Poor Edward Snowden is still not able to be considered the person who opened up the shadow government. What's wrong with this? We won't help uh, uh, Julian Assange... We won't help Edward Snowden, but we think that we're also wonderful and heroistic by wearing masks. Bunch of pussies these days. And I must say, the cowardice, which I myself has experienced when I was growing up, is not a good thing. It's better to just, you know, stand up, tighten the belt, grin and bear it, whatever you call it. But it's time to stand up and make our will really known. 
there's been a problem here in Ocean View, and I really want to talk about it before I get too far along. We have an Ocean View Auto Parts here, and we're very, very um, rural. And unfortunately, our mayor is right out of the fascist playbook. He locked us down, and he said that he was going to put us in jail for a year and fine us $5,000 if we broke the, the rules about wearing a mask or or you know washing our hands. Both of those were included. So our local auto parts store, everybody's greasy. Everybody's kind of uh, butchy around here, and it's like, you know, I don't believe them. Besides, I'm willing to take my chances. I don't want to get you sick, so I'll keep a distance, but don't tell me to wear a mask. We used to use handkerchiefs. How about that? You used to be able to, you know, take a sneeze in your elbow uh, if you didn't have a handkerchief. So all of a sudden, uh, we have to wear masks. Well, somebody snitched on our auto parts store. They came and shut them down and fined them. Now in this little town, auto parts are over 70 miles away, one way. Now, I've done it in my 40s. I walked down this hill with my brakes hmm, more than once in the same week because they gave me the wrong ones. And when I got to the bottom of the hill and it was raining, hitchhiked into town and got the brakes, the wrong ones, and came home and put them on the truck and said, wait, these are the wrong... No, this is wrong. And it all started when I had a brake job done that I paid for on the mainland, and the poor guy had just uh, broken up with his wife or they were getting divorced, and so he put the brakes in the wrong way, and since that time, people were putting them in backwards. But going back to the story, that's a long way to go, and coming back up the hill, it's not possible as you get older. And it would be, well, I found that uh, Hawaii doesn't really care about older people. I would not suggest anybody retire here at this point because they would like to kill us. I heard the story today about a 22-year-old. Can you believe this? Somebody told me on the radio. Uh, not told me on the radio, but said they heard it on the radio. I was down at the grocery store, and they said, oh, a 22-year-old you know, athlete just died of the COVID. I said, that doesn't sound right. Did they have a, a comorbidity uh, a condition? Uh, no, they were perfectly fine. And we talked a little bit more, and it turned out they were on a ventilator. And I said, what were they on the ventilator for? Oh, COVID. Well, you know, they, they had another patient that needed the ventilator, so they just pulled it out. And my brother died when they turned off the ventilator before I could get back to the mainland and tell him, hey, an oxygen tent works much better. Besides, we all have to pretty much breathe on our own. But that's another story because I think we're pulling the plug too often and too often we're pulling it for money. Oh, that takes me back to San Francisco. You ever hear about the conservatorship thing? Oh, boy. Uh, Governor Newsom is a real, he's a ghoul. Let's put it straight up. And his old law firm, which is still in business in, in, in San Francisco, they, they do a lot of conservatorships. And I had a, a lady who came to me uh, through friends, basically, who uh, wanted to have me help her. And I won the temporary conservatorship, and, and she was found not, not under uh, conservatorship. She was still supposed to be free, but, of course, in California, you know, they don't follow the law. So as time went on, I figured out that this was a way for the children to take their parents' goods 
before their parents died. And if you had lots of goods, you might make it for, you know, four or five years before you went to the uh, general ward and died. In other words, this was a way to deplete the assets. And if you were the conservator for your mother or father, it was your money. Everything that they had was yours. And you used it on their for their benefit, but you got paid for using it for them, right? What a deal. Why wait for your retirement? So... How did we lose our auto parts? The masks and snitching. I can't stand the freaking snitching. The snitching around here with these snowflakes is going to get somebody really hurt because they don't have any responsibility. Snitches, take off your masks and tell me who you are because you're too cowardly to stand up and live. You want to point out somebody else who's not wearing a mask in a place that you don't even go into, but you see other people enjoying themselves not wearing a mask? I'll tell you what, you wear a mask to the Salvation Stomp and you ain't getting in. You know, I hate these masks and the big lie that says that we're all going to die if we don't wear them. Um, hate to tell you, we're going to die anyways, despite what Bill Gates and the other ones think. Wetware is different than hardware. You're never going to drop yourself down into um, a fire truck uh, MCP, Master Control Program, or any of those things, uh, as a matter of fact, you can't, you're not going to be able to drop your, your, your brain into a sex bot doll. Nothing. It would be nice, I guess, you know, kind of, what's the, what are the morals for a robot? And why would they have any? But that's a really deep subject because is AI supposed to learn morals? How do you discipline them? What's the feedback loop on the, you know, reward and punishment? Oh, I'm going to deny you. Uh, what? I don't get it. Anyway, the masked one in Hawaii are kind of like the, the original whites that came over and were called haole, without breath. Think about that. Wearing a mask, you're without breath. And the ancient Hawaiians, well, even the modern ones, they greet each other by putting their foreheads together and blowing their breath to each other. But you can't do that with a mask on. So the mask in Hawaii has made us all haole. You know, I was uh, banned off of Twitter about three years ago uh, because I went to one of their really nice little seminars. They didn't know who I was. And so just because I went to Georgetown Law, they, they sent me an invitation. And um, when I was there, of course, they wouldn't answer me. I had my arm in the air quite a bit. However, uh, it, it boiled down to this. They, they've got a computer, and they call it the beast. Okay, this AI beast is what's going to tell you when you can take your mask off, when you can go outside. Heck, if you're, if you're who you say you are. Um, and they were today, or the last couple of days, banning the president, whether that went through or not. Uh, the president has been very weak about protecting anybody besides himself with the censorship, and that is definitely uh, something that I am not pleased with him about. Uh, I have many other things that I am pleased with him and other things that I'm not pleased, but that one in particular, because I know for the past three years he has thrown the rest of us under the bus so that he could have his twits, uh, tweets. Uh, I think it's more like twits. But anyway, um, the beast... It's supposed to be real smart, right? 
No, the beast hasn't got, you know, two brain cells to rub together, literally. But the beast is based upon data collection. Now, data collection is one half of it, and you decide what you're collecting. You're, you're collecting people's names, their ages. You, you decide. That's a human input. The other uh, metric is uh, data selection criterion. In other words, what are you selecting for in the use of that data? That's another human input. So we don't have artificial intelligence. We have artificial... Um, uh, what we call it, uh, illiteracy. And you will get into uh, a loop with what the AI eventually considers the best answer to things. Um, and there'll be independent things. You know, it'll, it'll look like it's learning a little bit. Oh, everybody likes Coke and not Pepsi, or Pepsi's got the fetal tissue in it so it tastes better. Or, you know, have you read Dracula? This, you know, blood drinking is real and... Uh, uh, oh, my God. Can you imagine drinking blood? It, it sounds, it sounds salty. It sounds kind of old. It sounds, I don't know. Probably if you left it on the windowsill for a day or two, it get kind of coagulated. It might be better. Yuck. Anyway, let's move along from that bad thought. <clears throat> so we're talking here about Republicans and Democrats, and um, the real problem with Republicans and Democrats is they're basically the same people running in Hawaii. They're all vets. I was in the Peace Corps. I don't see why everybody has to be a vet here in, in Hawaii. And by the way, I understand that the military is not a democracy, so I don't want to vote for somebody that, if, you know, push comes to shove, they're going to follow orders. Because I think when you're in Congress, you should be one of those people that's questioning the orders. Just my personal opinion. Vote for me if you think that's a good idea. Anyway, so we've got vets here. And the vets, if you remember my last podcast with the uh, Jones Act, hey, we're going to have lots of reasons for the vets to protect the most beautiful jewel of the Pacific and its shipping because we're going to be the shipping magnet and center of the entire, at least, Pacific uh, rims, which is pretty big. Uh, and then we talked about ganjanomics. Ganja, well, isn't that, I mean... The science is in. The hemp is good. There's all kinds of terpenes. There's all kinds of things in hemp. And, oh, golly gee, it's gone all the way back for thousands of years. If you read Herodotus or all the rest, they've known about this stuff. And why wouldn't we then also become the place where Maui Waui raises its head again? And the tourists come here, and instead of driving around, we can have wonderful tours for them, whether it's zip line or zip line high. Uh, personally, I would probably take the zip line high. So the vets and the Peace Corps could actually work together. I mentioned that about going down to the, to the border, and um, we do have the ability to, to help people. And we wouldn't have this coronavirus problem if, number one, we didn't ship everybody in and let them run around and bring them on an airplane. You look at the spread, and it was the airline routes. It's just so plain. So let's let's use our heads here. Um, we could, as a border thing, check people for all kinds of diseases. And if they're illegal immigrants at that point, they might become legal. But we get a chance to vet them. We get a chance to help them. 
do they have leprosy? Oh my God, we don't want leprosy. We help them get over that first. Are they dying of syphilis? Oh my God, there's not much we can do. Maybe they want some morphine. We could probably help them out there. You know, the thing is, is that we could do this great medical mission that we could do, and it could be backed up by the military so that our medical workers don't get slaughtered by M13 or whatever the current gangland uh, gangs are. So that's, that's something to think about, that the vets can be a part of the Peace Corps, which can be a part of the vets, which can be a part of our moving from war to peace and space. There's going to be plenty of need for really talented, uh, fast reflexes, young people, and the wisdom that comes with lots of experience to do this. We don't have to do wars. We're going to be challenged going to space and learning how to diplomatically deal with our differences. And that's where I come in again. I'm a diplomat. I'm not a bureaucrat. I don't follow the rules. I'm a maverick. I do what I know is right, and I know it from my gut. And I know that sounds like, you know, I know pornography when I see it, but believe me, I do know pornography when I see it. And in San Francisco once, I knew this guy who took pictures of dead rats. Lots of pictures of dead rats. Dead rats and traps of dead rats, you know, with their guts spewed out from the poison. I mean, dead rats was this thing. Weird. I thought so, and I wouldn't buy them, but, well, maybe the rat tongues would. Okay, I think I'm done. I think I've, I've used up your time. I think I've used up my time. I want you to know that uh, we're going to try to expand this. My Talkatone um, phone number is 337-346-4630. And you can call that and leave a message, and I'll, I'll answer messages on the next podcast if I've got any. Otherwise, uh, buy my book. Aloha. just another means of power which is just another means of control and sort of bill gates personifies the mindset probably better than anyone alive today but he simply personifies it he is not the sole uh, arbiter or provider of it the you know Zuckerberg, i've been thinking overnight kind of mindset, about kind of my control, podcast same kind of approach and how and deeply we are into real problems aspects of the economy aspects of political and i'm going to change the name of the podcast life, very soon from salvation stomp to the plantation the because, because it doesn't seem like throughout. anyone so is ready to get off the plantation and everybody wants to talk a good game but cannot stand up for freedom cannot stand up for liberty, cannot stand up, but they lay on their backs with their exposed abdomens waiting for somebody to come by and rip their entrails out. They're wearing their masks all the time. And have they said that we can take our masks off come Monday? No. They're talking about how we might be able, but they haven't decided yet. And I've decided I don't need a mask. I'm a human being. I'm 70 years old. I'm not afraid to go out and live with a 
specter of death following my every footstep because it has all my life. And I beat it a few times. A few times we came really close to dying. But this is not the time to be afraid. This is not the time, my friends, to sit back and say, oh, aren't we wonderful? Aren't we saying the right things? I've had it from the whole business. If we don't stand up, if the Republican Party is going to be as weak as it is, if Trump is only out for his own business, he didn't start on the censorship until he was brought up by Twitter that they were going to cut him off. No, this is not about Trump. This is not about Biden. The Democrats have gone the way of the fascists, and the Republicans have gone the way of, please don't hurt me. I'm done. We're all on the plantation. I'm running. I'm with Joseph. This is the time for Uncle Tom's cabin. Where's the Underground Railroad? I'm going to find it. And this is why it's consistent.